0: You're locked into Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast with your host EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekiterski, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Statman. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is part of the BICBP radio network. Check us out online, www.bicbp-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. I am EZD. Joining me today, back from college, back from the... Uh abyss of the educational world, bold claim ben back in action. Bold claim ben, what's up, buddy?
1: What's going on? How we doing? Ah,
0: uh, you know, it's weird. It's it's weird that it's just gonna be you. Uh big diesel I, to join us, and my man got caught up doing work things, said he was off today. He's not. I am pulling a recording on my lunch break action here. Uh, he could not be bothered to do the same, but we're not going to begrudge him for it. We'll get him back on the show uh, eventually here, but uh, it's good to have one of my other co-hosts back regularly, not talking to myself.
1: <laughs> well, it's going to be a very interesting battle between me and the English language today. Usually I have Nick to uh,
0: yeah, we fight usually, off that. We usually have Nick to buffer and translate. We don't have him today. So yeah. uh, we're going to do, <laughs> we do our best. We're going to, we are going to do our best. But uh, Hats, Tats, and Sads podcast, a championship caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York. And uh, we are sponsored right now by the Mafia Pack. Uh, Go check them out, mafiapack.com. You can pick up the new Mafia Pack 4, which is a Josh Allen number 17 decanter with his. Uh, his weapons shot glasses, number 14, number 13, 88, and 26 shot glasses with the special edition number two, Tyler Bass Das Boot shot glass as well. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, there are a couple of places locally you can pick them up or you just visit them online, MafiaPack.com. With that, we're going to dive into, we're going to start, uh, it's a little chilly out today and it's supposed to keep getting colder. So we're going to start. Just, on
1: the- Just a bit. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to get absolutely freezing and i am here for it love me some cold weather football and it's going to be all across the country too so
0: yeah there i think there's like five or six games listed to be in single digits or below at, at kickoff this weekend but before we go there we're going on the ice we are going to talk about the sabers uh the boys they are as as your brother would say they are a buzzin'. we got a four game streak Aw, going here Uh, dropped a pair back-to-back to to the Penguins and have won four straight since then, knocking off the Kings, the Avs, the Coyotes, and the Golden Knights. Uh, One of those teams is the reigning, reigning, sorry, reigning, defending Stanley Cup champion, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, the Avs, I mean, they're definitely very injured. Um, I don't believe like 50 to 60% of their team is actually playing right now. Um, But at the end of the day, a dub's a dub. And we're getting points, and we're we're getting back into um, that playoff spot that we need to get to by the end of the season. That's that's my goal. Um, and yeah, hopefully, it should be theirs, obviously. But uh, um, uh, the Golden Knights are nothing to uh, sniff over either. Like they are, they are a powerhouse team. Um, Coyotes are never good.
0: Correct. Um, the, the Golden Knights currently leading the Pacific Division. Yeah. And just, just took a dub from them. Uh, so And that's a big one. Um, you know, I'm looking at this. The Sabres currently sitting in fifth in the Atlant- Atlantic, one point behind the Red Wings. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe the way this team is playing. If we could sort out or get one of our goalies to get hot.
1: You're, and you're- honestly, <laughs> it feels that way. As of right now, like UPL has been playing pretty well. Um, he's just not too consistent with it um it helps to have all of our defensemen healthy because when we have our defensemen healthy we we're scared (laughs) and and honestly at the end of the day we're gonna put the puck in the neck tager is a fucking beast he's gonna do tage thompson things um and honestly we got that the kid line we got tuck we got skinner so we're gonna put the puck in the net um the issue as of right now is trying to hold on to those leads and uh you yeah, know it, it played it a full happens. game.
0: Yeah, playing a full game. Uh and yeah. it, to to your point, Tage Thompson, uh fifty goal or fifty points on the season that is five behind Leon just dry cycle tricycl thank you I listen I you yeah. struggle with English language I struggle with names that aren't easy to say uh and then yeah. and then a full 15 behind Connor McDavid but uh yeah, he only- was the
1: first one to hit 15 uh besides any Oilers players and those two guys are a different level than the rest of the league so the fact that he was the first guy that wasn't an oiler is huge props to uh how he's developed this season.
0: Well, and then uh, the other part of that is, you know, so points. There's a little bit of a difference there between one and three. So, you know, Tage is number three in the league, uh, one point ahead of Kucherov, two ahead of Robert uh, Robertson. But on the goal side of things, he's only trailing Connor McDavid by three goals right now. So, uh, Tage Thompson could
1: have another five goal game. Like. He could, <laughs> he
0: could. He and that, and that's the thing. Uh, you know just goals in bunches. And uh, just every time I see a highlight of him pop up, I sit there and say to myself, Holy shit.
1: It's and honestly, from watching his early career, it was like, Oh, he's not used to being this tall. Like, I think that's what I gathered from watching him play is that he struggled with, um, knowing what he had and what his abilities were. But this year it seems like he's finally using them to his advantage. Like there's a couple like three or four goals that I can think of where he didn't really do that much. He just is fucking huge and has a really long. Just going from one side of the ice, to the other side of the ice. And that's a big difference. That's 12 feet in a matter of seconds that a goalie or a defenseman has to cover.
0: Right. Uh, and the other the other cool part of this, like you know, looking through the Sabre stats here and then we'll get into the football realm uh, looking through the Sabre stats. I mean, Thompson, on top of being the, our team leader in goals, uh, we also I mean, we have five guys in double digits with goals, but Thompson's also number two in assists trailing Rasmus Rasmus Dahlin by three uh, and then right on his tail with three people with 20 in Skinner, Tuck and Cousins. Uh, we we got to we got to. Some dudes doing some stuff.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's super chill. Um, honestly, I think a lot of guys might have some uh, some record breaking seasons. So,
0: uh, let's hope so because that, as yeah. you said, would be and I laughingly quote, "super chill, super chill, uh, super chill." So, we're gonna dive into <laughs> the NFL week so far. Are uh, heading into Christmas weekend? Uh, a whole bunch of Saturday games here. Lined up and ready to rock in the NFL, and the one we're the most concerned with is the Bills traveling to the windy city of Chicago to take on Dub Bears in dough winter weather. Because yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> if, if you haven't been paying attention, this is one of many games that's supposed to have a single digit, uh, you know, temperature at kickoff, potentially a real feel in the negatives with the wind chill. And I'll tell you what, it is going to be cold. It is, I don't know if they're supposed to get the kind of snow that we're supposed to get. Uh, but no, there, there, was, there was some talk of like wintry conditions. Uh, and this, this is one of those weird, like the Bills are in the driver's seat, right? The Bills are, the Bills are driving the wagon, yeah. top seed in the AFC, top seed in the AFC East and controlling their own destiny. And this, this feels like the, the biggest definition of a trap game I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, no, uh, Justin Fields. He's a, he's a freaking unit, man. He's a monster. And at the end of the day, you stop his game. And, um, (laughs) it's, I, I think that's game. Like, that's it. Like that's all the bears really have. Um, I trust our offense against the bears defense who have lost a lot over the past two years um and i trust i trust our defense well enough to stop Justin Fields but hey, you know players are going to play and good good guys do good things you know
0: yeah and uh, you know that's the thing is uh you know fields is you know he's been doing some absolutely incredible incredible things uh specifically extending plays and being athletic as all hell you know that 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 new the new generation of elite NFL quarterback stemming off athletic ability and not just the ability to throw the ball uh, obviously arm talent does come into play but the ability to extend plays keep things alive definitely helps extend quarterback careers in this league but also um if it's the only thing you have going that has been shown to abruptly stop NFL careers you know and and the bears 3 and 11 Uh, they've all, they've scored under 300 points on the year while giving up 360 almost, uh, which is, I believe second highest in third highest in the NFC.
1: What's their, uh, point differential.
0: Uh, so they're negative 68.
1: Yeah. for Honestly, for a three and 11 team, like that's not as big as I thought it would be. Um, and i feel like a lot of those games have been decently close that well, they've you know, lost
0: they they just they just went toe to toe with the eagles who are currently the you know the top yeah. here in the nfc um you know and it's it's one of those things uh, the the x factor here is going to be the weather it you know weather is one of those things as much as you hate to admit it you know we talked uh, a lot last week with the whole dolphins thing with you know mcdaniel and that being a jackass and i wish i wish it were colder and uh, everything else, and there's actually an interesting thing I want to ask your opinion on on that, but uh, you know, you look at the weather, like weather is an equalizer, right? Weather is a thing that brings yeah. uneven teams to level ground, and that was something that during the Bill's 17-year drought, you know, we love these snow games, we love these bad weather games, because it could, it, it, it meant it would we slow offenses down, it would slow teams down that probably we shouldn't be, you know, be able to play with and when your offense is already slow you want the other offense to slow down to your level so uh that that plays into the trap game side for me and this is going to be a game in my opinion i you know we're going to need good things from cook and singletary uh we're going to need to protect the football and you know i i think our defense will be okay you know our, our defense is good um you know uh, i running in snow is not easy and if it slows down your quarterback who likes to run away from people and do it does that at a very successful rate uh i think that plays to our defense's strength but you know it, it's one of those things i i think the bills still win this game uh i don't know it's yeah. just, if, if this was a clean weather game or if this was being played inside i would tell you that this game is probably not all that close yeah. but uh the fact that the weather yeah. honestly
1: Jinx knock on wood right now, but like, it seems like this week out of all the weeks that we played, uh, in the recent, um, past, we've been mostly healthy for this game. Other than Mitch, Mitch Morris going out with a concussion last week, which was absolutely devastating. Like, I hope he, he gets better, but, um, this is probably the healthy, healthiest our squad has been in a recent bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it just keeps getting healthier. Uh, obviously, Von being out for the year is less than ideal. Uh, there is rumblings of Micah maybe being able to come back late season in maybe in playoff time. Uh, you know, and bringing back guys into the fold that you that you you know that your quarterback trusts with John Brown and Cole Beasley. You know, bolstering that wide receiver room. You know, when when you looked at the beginning of the year and it was Diggs, Davis, McKenzie, and then. Kumro, Shakir, you know, some question marks, rookies, young guys, guys that, you know, one year under their belt with Davis, stuff like that. Now you're talking about those top two and then McKenzie being joined by Beasley Brown. And you're like, oh, that's a whole lot deeper, you know, and yeah. it's it's one of those interesting things for me that I I enjoy seeing. And it again, it adds to the getting healthier and getting better as the season goes on, which is what you're which is what you're looking for. Right. Um that's- and I have an interesting thing. I, we we haven't been dialing back to the previous week because we usually by the time on Wednesday or Thursday when we do these shows, we have already people have already digested last week, so we're ready to move on. Something was brought up to me uh, earlier this week by someone that you know, Raheem Mostert against the Bills mm-hmm. had a hundred yards in the first quarter. He was on pace for four hundred yards against our de- against our defense shout out to uh proving just how important a guy like you know like Phillips is to the middle of our defensive front but he ended with 148 do you think in your opinion was that a thing where the bills locked down and started defending the run better or do you think that was a thing where both Tua and McDaniel or McDaniel uh on behalf of Tua decided to say you know what we can like Tua can beat these guys. Like, I, I can beat the Bills with Tua, Tagavailoa, Tungavailoa, Tua, to turn the ball over, whatever you want to call him. I can beat him. I can beat the Bills. Like, Tua can beat the Bills, and we're going to prove it by letting Tua be.
1: I think it's a, a, mostly game plan stuff. Like, honestly, I think the Dolphins were probably thinking it was going to be a little bit worse um, weather wise than what they walked into. And that's why they were so run heavy at the beginning of the game. Um, And I think they out coached themselves in that regard as well, where they were just like, yeah, now that the weather's let up, let's let's let to a rock. And I don't think they should have, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, you're not, you don't want to give up a hundred yards to their main back in the first quarter. But I also think that's part of our game plan too. Like, I don't think we were necessarily concerned about their run game. um, And we were more. Which, which we kind of, about Stopping Tyreek Hill and stopping Waddle.
0: Which we, I mean, we kind of saw that like with the Green Bay game. You know, if you're going to, yes. if you're going to commit to running the football, we have confidence in our offense scoring points. So eventually you're going to run out of time to catch us. Correct. To, to the point that, you know, there was a rumor that Von Miller said that to, you know, to Rogers, like you're down 17 with five minutes left. Why are you still running the ball? Like yeah, you're basically conceding this game. Like, thank you. Thank you for not trying to put points on the board. And, uh, to the Dolphins credit, they, you know, they got down. I I mean, and in the third quarter where the bills, the bills offense looked atrocious, just looked absolutely lost coming out of the locker room. Um, you know, we talked about it. We, we were, you know, we were sitting at your house, watching the game. We got
1: to be the worst third quarter team. And we we learned.
0: For the first like five weeks, four or five weeks, we were the we we're historically amazing yeah. in the second half. And then we just decided I, I don't know what, what changed. I don't know what what we decided to stop doing. I saw a lot of east and west plays instead of a lot of north and south plays. Uh for some reason we're, we're not targeting 14 as much as I we I wonder
1: did. if that's a, a that's gotta be a coaching thing too, if we're just out coaching ourselves with like too many adjustments at halftime. Instead of just trusting our offense to keep doing what we're doing, like it, it, it almost seems like we're overcorrecting ourselves at, at halftime.
0: It, it feels like, and so and and Josh Allen and the Bills are almost historically fantastic inside of two minutes. Yeah, but like going into half and going into the end of the game, the Bills' offense cooks like no other offense in the league. If the Bills' offense operated like they do within the two minutes. Uh, the two minute drill 100% of the game, we'd be putting 50 up every week.
1: And that's, we that's how it kind of felt like it was last year. And, um, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't the biggest table fan, um, the way he called his offense, but it seems like Dorsey is just a little bit too conservative. Um, we're, we're going for a lot of, uh, underpasses, a lot of uh, short passes where last year it was kind of like big chunk play, big chunk play. I mean, there got to a point where third and 10 last year was like, oh, we got that no matter what. And then third and 25 is like, oh, it's third and medium. Like, Yeah.
0: Third and 10 may have have been third and one for us last year. Yeah. And, And now, you know, it's, it's second and 10. We get two yards on either a quick screen or a running play. And all of a sudden you're like, son of a bitch! Like, just keep the drive going. Just, just keep the drive. Like, I don't. At this point, I'm not even hoping for points. I'm hoping to keep the drive going, and that's frustrating because that shouldn't be how this offense is. And I agree with you. I, I do think there's some overcorrection there. And I also, I, I really do think that it's one of those things where Dorsey, and maybe it's a, maybe it's an older football concept of we have a lead, so let's let's work the clock as opposed to try to build the lead. And I don't like that. I don't like the idea of you know we're going to try to try to not lose essentially instead of like saying we're just going to win by scoring a ton of points and let our defense do yeah, the you
1: saw you saw how well that philosophy worked for the Indianapolis Colts last week
0: well and i mean you, we also saw how well you know the other side of it works sometimes last year you know score a ton of points yeah. score a ton of points and then the defense doesn't get the job done and you're like well shit but um i do think the bills come out with a w here and i i'm hoping to start seeing It sucks that this game is going to be one of those games of like probably not going to get a real feel for things because of the weather. Uh, And I say that and also the weather could be nice at game time as it is, you know, every other week. But, um, you know, and because then the next two, like we're in, you know, we're in Cincinnati on Monday night for a huge matchup in 17. And, you know, we round out the season in Buffalo. In January. So I mean, we you know, this may be—you know—it's one of those things where you know you start talking about weather, you start talking about you know the the elements impacting the game. If we went out, or even if we don't win out when well, we get some help, the the AFC runs through Buffalo, so you got to be able to play in it, right? It, you know, Buffalo yeah. isn't going to get better in 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 January; it's just not. Nope. But, uh, no. But yeah. no, and
1: it, it, it tends to get worse, especially yeah. so, late January.
0: So I, I would like to see an an effective offensive game plan, regardless of the weather here. And I don't think it can be a thing where we can just justify not doing what our offense needs to do because of the weather. But sure. uh, I'm going to take the bills. I uh, give me like a 23 to 10. I called that last week too. And I was a little off, but
1: I like that. Um, hmm. I'm going to go. I, uh, I'm gonna go twenty-seven to six.
0: Ooh, yeah. No, no faith in the Bears' <laughs> offense.
1: Yeah, no, I, I do not trust that Bears' offense. They're either missing the extra point or they're just getting two field goals.
0: Uh, so that may actually be not a bad call here. The well, the they're not they're not awful. There's a few teams, quite a few teams beneath them in points scored, but uh, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. The with, <laughs> All, you know, fantastically awful D, uh, offense this year. The Jaguars taking on the Jets in a Thursday night football game in New York today. Uh, tonight, that game is kicking off at eight fifteen, and the Jags on a little bit of a little bit of a push.
1: Yeah, you know? they're, they're a little bit hot. They're not as hot as the Lions, but um, they have a little inconsistency to them, where um, they're either they're either super hot and they're knocking off top teams, or they're really struggling. And it reminds me a lot of um the first season that Josh took us to the playoffs um when we ended up facing Houston. Um and honestly I think I think they're on a little bit of the same trajectory right now. Um and honestly the Jets are looking really cold right now. So it knowing that like it could be the classic NFL game where like the Jets win it because we're all expecting the hot team to win and the cold team to lose, but
0: well, the the big thing here is that that Jets defense is good. Uh, that Jets defense, that Jets plays. defense
1: is nasty, and I I keep on telling telling that to myself is like I keep on looking back at these Bills games, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm mad that we didn't do more. But uh, that Jets defense is nasty, and like looking back at the Lions as well, the Lions are hot. So like, I really. I do think that a good uh, Jets defense may stifle uh, T. Law a little bit, but I don't know. I think it's going to be a good matchup for sure.
0: I agree because this is kind of strength on strength. The strength of this Jags team is that offense, uh, which has been playing pretty well of of late. You know, on a little on a two-game winning streak, and they're not out of it. You know, this is a big game for them. This is huge. You knock off the Jets. And all of a sudden, you have the same record, and you know you're you're starting to creep into that conversation. Oh yeah, you know, keep you know, kind of trying to catch up to the Chargers, trying to catch up to the Dolphins. You know, those teams that are
1: well, they're only they're only a game behind the Titans for the division lead too. And, and,
0: and that's the, and that's the other side of it is, and they have
1: a tiebreaker
0: with them. Yeah, you're you're playing for your division, and you're also playing to stay relevant in the wild card conversation, which they're not out of either. Um, I I think that. I think the Jets take this one. I don't like saying that, but like I, I think that defense, you know, is going to do enough on prime time to to slow this offense down. Um,
1: Who's starting at that quarterback? That's the question.
0: I I don't know that it matters. Um, I I just I think the Jets defense pool put their offense in a decent enough position to make some plays, and you know, to you know, to score some points. I th- I think you you may see this defense get get the offense a short field a few times and go from there. Um, I think the Jets squeak one out here in a in a traditional Thursday night low scoring affair. Uh, next game, Classic. Saturday, Christmas Eve, one of the first one o'clock games. The Falcons at the Ravens. The Falcons uh, still fighting for a division at five and nine because and they're, they're only a game, because they're awesome. only a game behind.
1: <laughs> they, I, I thought the Falcons had much more in them. Um, and then they kind of just absolutely blew it late season and which really sucks because they could have been the that underdog team to win their division. But I I know what's gonna happen here. Everyone knows what's gonna happen here. It's gonna be Brady back in the playoffs with a losing record, and everyone's gonna be pissed about it. Um but yeah, I I don't the Falcons just look they look awful. They they're out of sync. I, I, they finally got the rookie quarterback in. Um, but at the moment you're putting a rookie quarterback in at week 15, he kind of looks like a rookie quarterback at week 15 for starting his first games.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't agree with that move. Um, you know, it's not like you're not gaining anything from him starting. Like you're like the offense isn't clicking any better. You're not doing any more. um, you know, and, and if if they weren't in a conversation for a division and a playoff game, if they were five and nine with f- and and four games out, and you know, no shot otherwise, I'd yeah, that with, makes sense. Yeah, get the kid the reps, get the kid into it. Get, you know, see what he's got. It can't hurt, right? But you're fighting for a division, and Mariota hasn't been awful. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like the move personally uh and the the ravens is lamar back do we know if lamar's playing
1: uh i believe so but don't take my word for it
0: yeah i we try not to you are bold claim ben for a reason
1: yeah um i don't know i uh lamar Jackson has suspicion. has
0: not has not practiced yet this week
1: okay well cool. i i do have a sneaking suspicion that um by the end of the season, uh, either Lamar or the Ravens are going to step away from that whole deal.
0: Well, you know, it's it's tough. The last uh, really ever since the Bills playoff game, you know, he, he's just been starting to get banged up more and more. And the best ability is availability. And, he, you know, I I don't think the Ravens are a good football team without him. I also I don't, don't
1: think they're a good, team in general. A, good
0: ting, a good team necessarily with him. They Their receivers haven't scored a touchdown, I think, in like seven weeks. They haven't had a wide receivers catch a touchdown pass in like seven weeks. Um, I, I This is another one I feel like the Ravens are good enough to knock off the Falcons. And that's really like they're, the defense is going to do enough to stop the Falcons running game. And that's going to be, I, I mean, and, and listen, this game in Baltimore on Saturday could look like you're, you know, you're, you're. 17 to 12 high school, like bad high school football game.
1: It's going to look exactly like it did last week with the Ravens and the Browns, that classic AFC North battle. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Falcons are not the AFC North, but Uh,
0: moving on through the, uh, uh, the rest of the games here, we've got the lions taking on the Panthers. The Panthers are absolutely uh, again, as dumb as this sounds in second place in the South, and not out of a playoff game, or not out of a playoff spot. They traded the, one of the best running backs in the NFL. They are starting their third different quarterback this year after moving on from the Baker Mayfield experiment, who then went and got a starting job elsewhere. Uh, then was it PJ Walker came in, and he wasn't getting it done. Yeah. So now, now all of a sudden, Sam Darnold is back in the fold and starting a quarterback, and the Panthers are finding themselves, again, one game out behind the Bucks. And in a conversation, but playing one of the hottest teams in football this week, uh, the Pat or the Lions are on a three-game tear. They've won six of their last seven, with
1: a one-score game loss against the Bills.
0: Right, like you know, against the 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 top team in the AFC.
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: Stand, standing is wise top team in the NFC. Um, yeah, I, 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 we may see the entire South take a loss this week. I haven't. I haven't, I
1: haven't looked ahead.
0: I haven't looked ahead to see who everyone else is playing. But we we may actually see the
1: entire that, division. That would be unbelievable. I mean, I think the worst team we've ever seen make the playoffs went like seven, eight, and one. Um, that I mean, was the Panthers. Seven, seven, and nine back in the day was. there was the uh, seven and nine.
0: Seahawks. Yeah, the seven and nine Seahawks the year about the the Marshawn Lynch run that
1: yep. uh, um, that
0: registered on the Richter scale.
1: Like I would love to see a six-win team make the playoffs. That would be absolutely glorious.
0: That would be a tall order, as it would be. It would have to be the Bucks,
1: and they would have to lose out.
0: They'd have to lose out and win the division. So, uh, not out of the realm of possibility, but uh, I think the Lions take this one. I think the Lions take this one fairly handily. And God knows my fantasy team needs needs Williams to get in the end zone at least twice. So that would be awesome for playoff runs. Uh the Seahawks and the Chiefs. This game intrigues me. Uh the Seahawks fighting for their lives, fighting to stay afloat in the uh in the wild card race, chasing the 49ers who are on a seven game tear all of a sudden. Uh really ever since trading for Christian McCaffrey and not really caring who quarter who plays quarterback. Uh, you know, Jimmy G goes down, Brock Purdy comes in, and all of a sudden people are talking about two games in Brock Purdy's the truth, Brock Purdy's the franchise. Uh, and then my man gets banged up and w- who played quarterback for them last week. Was it Josh Johnson?
1: Yes. He, finally back in his, uh, third or fourth stints with the 49ers and he's played with, uh, I think over half the league, the XFL, USFL. Uh, so uh, a couple other leagues. Yeah. He's
0: so Purdy, he played with the
1: bills for a year.
0: Yeah. So Purdy did play last week. Um, okay. So we're going to look up the 49ers injury report here. But, uh, yeah, we you are... said,
1: uh, you said Seahawks versus the, uh, chiefs there.
0: Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know where my brain went there. I just pulled a U. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I agree with you. I think it's really intriguing because the chiefs have been kind of cold lately and honestly still have the Seahawks, but, um, uh, this is the battle of two really, really good coaches, and at the end of the day, uh, it's it's going to be the best coach wins. Now, so, uh, Mahomes, okay. Mahomes, is a different breed, and so is Travis Kelsey. But we also saw them barely beat the Texans last week. So,
0: so I, I remember where 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 I was at. So the Seahawks are chasing the Niners, who are on a tear not caring who's playing quarterback. That's what I was talking about. The Seahawks are fighting for their lives uh, in, in the tilt with the lions, the giants and the commanders. If only the bears were good, that would be a phenomenally unplanned (laughs) thing, but the lions. Yeah. (laughs) The lions, the giants and the commanders are fighting for their lives in the playoff hunt with those guys. And Gino Smith still hasn't written back Uh tough, tough, tough run him for him last week. But I mean, I don't know, man, th- this is going to be good. The Seahawks offense is going to score points. The chiefs have proven that, you know, I mean, they lost to the Colts this year. They almost got beat by the Texans. The Seahawks are better than both of those teams.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, I think. I think the, the the Chiefs are really in the same spot that we are. They just they they get to a point where they do play down to their competition, and um, I think this is, as you would say, a good old fashioned trap game for the Chiefs.
0: I, I would if, I would love it.
1: And if if Seahawks can do us a favor and get this one for us, that that almost cements us for the number one seed. Uh, if we beat the Bengals the next week.
0: I mean, that, if, if we win this week and the Seahawks find a way to knock off the chief, that chiefs, that pretty much solidifies us. Cause we would have to, we would have to lose out. And then the chiefs went yeah. out to jump us. So, uh, and that, and that would be with us playing the Patriots in week 18, but, correct. um, I, listen, I'm calling it. Let, let's go upset of the week. Seahawks over chiefs. You heard it here first. Uh, the saints and the Browns and the, who gives a shit bowl this week. <laughs> saints Saints at five and you know what what? fighting fighting for a division
1: yeah if if we're gonna go for the whole south loses i got my money on the browns this week
0: yeah let's go send it put the browns in conversation of uh for a playoff spot give me with with a jets l and a patriots l (laughs) uh all of a sudden the browns win a game and they're in conversation just like Uh. the jags would be with a w for being for, for hunting for a wild card spot Let's go. Go Browns at home in the shitty weather. Yeah, let's yeah, let's send it.
1: The we'll best send. news to come out of Cleveland at the moment is they finally switch their face mask to all white for <laughs> for the remainder of the season and as of next year. So
0: the, the fact that that's the news coming out of Cleveland is fantastic.
1: Yeah, honestly, they need some good publicity.
0: <laughs> uh Texans in Texans taking on the Titans. The Texans have had a couple really close Really close losses the last two weeks. Easily the best one and twelve team in the league. Um
1: and uh, yeah. And Tannehill is also hurt uh and will be out for the rest of the season. And this that's where I also think there's a chance for the Jaguars to take that uh division. Um and that also starts right here. Like this is the Texans shot to knock the Titans off of that um that spot that they've held for a pretty long while now.
0: Yeah, I this this feels like a game that King Henry is gonna look like the King Henry of old because the Titans or the Texans defense isn't great, but King Henry's not himself. I've been saying it all year, and yeah, yes, the offensive line is banged up, but I've watched that dude get get dragged down by an arm by a corner more this year than I've seen in his whole career combined. Yes. And uh this this feels like a game that you know the, the Texans again AFC South doing AFC South things are gonna beat the hell out of each other for no reason. And we're
1: just we're all underdogs this week, except for the NFC South. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm yeah, here so, for it. <laughs> uh
0: I, I, I do chaos.
1: <laughs> I want to see absolute chaos.
0: I I do I do think the Titans win this game. Um but I don't think it's a I don't think it's a big W. I really don't. I think I think it's tight. I think it's tighter than it should be. Nice. Uh, the Bengals going to New England to take on the Patriots. Bengals on a tear. wins Winners a six straight. Patriots, uh, you know, they find ways to be competitive.
1: They're just Mac, not a good team.
0: They're not. Mac Jones yelling yeah, at very, on the sidelines and then sucking yeah. in his throws. I don't know.
1: They're very mediocre, and that starts with the quarterback. That's, that goes with the receivers they've got. Their defense is honestly the best thing about their team. Um, and I've said it for years. I hate how much I love Lawrence guy, um, because he's in a Patriots uniform, but he's one of my favorite guys to watch play football, um, playing D tackle and the way he rushes. Um, he's, he's definitely not Aaron Donald, but he's, he's pretty close to the, one of the best pass rushers is a D tackle in the league. But other than that, the Patriots do not, they don't have the personnel for a sustainable winning playoff team.
0: Correct. And, and they and they don't. They they uh Stevenson's out now too, isn't he? I thought they, I saw one maybe. I thought I, saw, I thought I saw one of their running backs went down. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't pay attention to the Patriots enough to, to know or care. Um and I'm I do I love
1: that I'm I love that I'm there finally yeah. where I can finally say I don't really give a shit where they are.
0: Yeah and I <laughs> I think the Bengals beat them pretty well this week. Uh, Again, unless unless and I don't know what the forecast is like in New England is calling for New England, but if this thing that's coming through Chicago, uh, Cleveland, Buffalo, and if that continues through and, you know, and they're getting some of it, too, that could be one of those things that, again, maybe it slows that Bengals offense down enough where now all of a sudden the Patriots are in play for an upset. Otherwise, I mean, and, and listen, we're, that's where we're at. We are at a point in the NFL where the Patriots need a an act of God. Freak, freak weather for them to beat good football teams, because that's the only reason they beat. Oh, the I'm Patriots. so
1: sad. I'm so sad that they're at this point. Yeah. yeah, I'm it, crying it, for them.
0: It, it sucks. Oh, <laughs> uh, <moving> on, <laughs> the, the Giants visiting the Vikings in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, the, the battles of the should not have that good of a record teams. Um, the Vikings are such a weird team. They seem to be, they're almost like us, but to the extreme where they're, we have our high highs and our low lows, but uh, they take that to the absolute max. So their highs are like, oh my God, this is the best team in the NFL right now, and their lows are like, holy crap! You are the worst team in the NFL right now.
0: Yeah, go out, beat the Bills, right? Sque- you know, win win a nail biter with Buffalo, and then get thumped by the Cowboys, and yeah. like, and then and then start like, okay, they're still start- like, okay, they stumble a little bit. Like they maybe maybe they rode the Bills win a little too high, got a little full of themselves. Got absolutely waxed by the Cowboys. They're back down to earth. They're playing good football again, and then you go down thirty-three nothing to the Colts. You yeah. have to mount the most ridiculous comeback in NFL history.
1: Well, you can't count out Jeff Saturday on a Saturday, you know.
0: Uh, the Saturday, gonna Saturday, you know. I mean, that's we've we've all had a Saturday or two in our lives. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think the Vikings take this one. Uh, I think. I think the Jets manage with Saquon, and you know, to to keep this a little bit close.
1: Oh, the Jets, <laughs> the sorry.
0: Giants. Yeah, sorry, the Giants get the, uh,
1: the New Jersey
0: uh, team. Yeah, the one of the one of the teams in in that you know swamp fest of trash. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't know. Listen, I'm watching the clock because I do have to get back to work at some point, so I'm trying to, to, uh, that's, to that's talk fair. quick. Uh, so yes, the Giants, I do believe, keep this close. I think Saquon uh, does does well against this defense and keeps you know, the keeps Justin Jefferson in check, because really that's the answer. Uh, This Vikings team with a better quarterback than quarterback purgatory of Kirk cousins is probably a very, very, very scary offense. And they're a good offense to begin with.
1: Yeah, no. And I agree. I've never been on the Kirk cousins train, but I've had countless of Vikings fans of my mentions uh, telling me that he's the truth. So,
0: so listen, Vikings have a plus two point differential and are 11 and three. The Lions have a plus, yeah, plus five point differential and are seven and seven.
1: That's everything you I need to do. I saw a stat that said if uh, all the one game, uh, all one game, one score, um, game. yeah, one score games were changed, they would have one win right now
0: yeah yeah because they're in one score games but that's exactly
1: where they were last year right they they were that one win team
0: (laughs) so uh i mean and and that's again i think the vikings take this and i think i think we're talking about another one score game here
1: yeah i agree uh
0: the commanders are going to get just demolished by the 49ers that defense is going to make it so the commander's offense can't do anything
1: yeah, that's another sneakily very hot team at the moment. Um, everyone's talking about the hottest team in the league being the the Lions, but the 49ers are actually the hottest team in football. Wow. In yeah, day.
0: on a, on a seven-game rip.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you, I mean, you said it before that they really don't care who plays quarterback because they really don't need to. That That defense already brought them to a Super Bowl. Um in years past and they've only gotten better. Their only issue over the past five years has been injuries.
0: Yeah. This defense has only given up 210 points. That's Who, gross. Who's who's the next closest team?
1: Uh, I would believe the Broncos would be, right? The Broncos defense is
0: you're you're close, but the Broncos are edged out by one team by three points. Would that be us? That would be Buffalo, who's given up two. Uh, yeah. So, th- this this Niner team has surrendered two hundred and ten points, and the next closest team has surrendered forty more points. <laughs> Tell me how you're winning. Yeah. Your game. And and here's the thing: the Commanders aren't far off. They've only given up two seventy six. They're a good defense too. This is going to be a defensive showdown because I don't think either offense is going to be able to do a ton. I think that. You know the the commander's defense is going to be able to slow down McCaffrey enough, and God knows who's playing quarterback again. I think Purdy is going to play. Uh, you know, I got got distracted last
1: time. I think Purdy should just honestly play the rest of the season. Um, so I again, he,
0: there was okay. So he's not on their injury, or he's not on their injury report. Uh, but they the Niners injury report for. It's still for week fourteen, so I don't know why that's a thing. weird. Let's try that. Okay, that's better. Uh, Brock Purdy oblique rib light practices all week. Questionable for the game. Ah, oh, he's fine. Okay, let's try that.
1: If, if if Mike White can be questionable with multiple broken ribs, he'll be fine.
0: Yeah. So uh, so their injury report is actually. Uh, looking pretty lengthy here. But, uh, you know, it, yeah. it's it's one of those things, uh, you know, if Brock Purdy doesn't play, it's going to be Josh Johnson. So that's that's where we're at, I believe, with that. Um, but again, the, the way this team plays, they don't care because their defense is going to win the football game for them. but The problem is they're playing a defense that can also stop their offense now. So I, I do think the Niners take this one. I, actually, I, I said they were going to get stopped. They may not. Like, uh, this may be a I lot of yeah, times.
1: I I think there's definitely a chance for an upset here for the commanders, but I agree with you. I think it's going to be close and I I am going to have the 49ers on that one too. Uh,
0: Possibly the game of the week and not, not just, not just for the, like it's a division game. It's a 13 and one versus a 10 and four. I don't know how this didn't get a prime time slot, like, uh, how do you not flex this to Saturday night over the, over oh, the, the Cowboys Eagles over the Raiders and the Steelers? The Raiders and the Steelers on Saturday night is dog water. Give me the Eagles Cowboys on Saturday night. Yeah. I hate the Cowboys on primetime, but this is going to be a good game. Oh, and uh, Jalen Hurts hasn't practiced. So it's and they all the reports coming out as of today are saying that he is not expected to play. It is Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania in Philadelphia as of right now.
1: Oh, yeah. And I've heard all the Cowboys fans uh talking up this one, saying this is this is the one that they need to take to take it to the next level, and that the the Eagles are frauds. And honestly, at the beginning of the season, yeah, I might have agreed with you that the Eagles uh were winning games that were like kind of cakewalky, but they are an absolute powerhouse and Even though Hurts might be going for MVP, I really don't think it matters who you have at quarterback on that team. I think that team is that talented uh, on their offensive line, their wide receiving core, Dallas got it returning. You got Miles Sanders in the back, and you have an elite defense. I don't think it matters who you you got playing at quarterback, and I love Gardner Minshew. So I think this is going to be a really fun one.
0: It's going to be a fun one. I, I am a big, like one of two things is going to happen here. Either we're going to find out that Jalen hurts does deserve to be in the MVP conversation or Gardner Minshew is going to get himself a big fat paycheck. That oh, yeah. was, those are the two things that are going to happen because if Minshew comes out and he sucks, everyone's gonna be like, well, we figured it out. If Minshew comes out and tears it up, people are going to be like, well, maybe it's not hurts. Uh, I can tell you, like watching Hertz walk into the end zone from twenty yards out on a QB draw right up the shitter is confusing. How how is a team in that defense, like how is a team in that defense that's going to cause that to happen? Where you're just going to turn your back on the uh, on the be- one of the best athletes on the field? Come on, I don't yeah. think the Cowboys do that. This Cowboys defense is going to cause problems. Um, this Eagles defense is going to cause problems, and I'm pumped. I'm I'm excited for this game. Just I'm just no, mad, I, I I'm, I'm just mad think, that it's during dinner.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think this is gonna be one of the most exciting games of the season. Uh, I'm,
0: sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a winner for this one. Ready? Yeah. The fans.
1: The fans I'm
0: calling it. The fans are the winners here because this is gonna be a great game on for uh for Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve primetime, Raiders, Steelers. Uh Steelers out of it, six and eight. Not totally out of it weirdly not totally out of it not totally out of it still fighting for their lives uh i said it would
1: be very stealers for them to uh win out the rest of the season just to make sure mike tomlin doesn't have another losing season
0: uh the raiders also not out of it fighting for their lives uh fighting to be relevant in that wild card conversation uh you know with the ravens potentially you know not having their best weapon and possibly losing more games. You know, the Dolphins on a losing streak here, the Patriots and Jets can't seem to get out of their own way of late. The
1: Titans are not great either.
0: Titans are not great and the you know, there's a chance that whoever wins that division is the only team moving on because god knows what else is going to happen in that division. So, both teams fighting for their lives, <coughs> excuse me, fighting for playoff relevancy. And uh the Raiders have this weird propensity of finding ways to lose football games.
1: It's it's just that whole Los Angeles, Las Vegas, like Western vibe that always comes that way. I don't get it. It's It was when they were also in Oakland, they had the same issue. It's the Chargers, the Rams, and the Raiders always find ways to lose games absolutely in spectacular, spectacular ways. The only other team that does it is – the vikings but they haven't done it this year as much so
0: yeah um i don't know i uh, raiders win this one right
1: no maybe yeah I, I have no idea
0: i'm 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 taking the raiders i'm taking the raiders in a tight one um that steelers defense I think is, I think their
1: offense is much better and I and i raiders. think
0: I think that's the big difference. I don't think the Steelers can score points, not the way they're going to need to.
1: I think the Steelers' defense is definitely much, much better than the Raiders. I
0: what I what I do need here for fantasy purposes is I need both of these running backs to run for eighteen hundred miles. Love
1: that. Well, let's cheer for that then. uh,
0: Something I plan to be probably at your house and drinking for is the Sunday game the one o'clock uh the packers visiting the dolphins <clears throat> dolphins on a three-game skid
1: go pack go
0: the packers just not quite going away again in this weird nfce or nfc just shit show they're not out of it
1: go not pack, out of it go. uh I okay. just want to shut up all those dolphins fans they yeah. have yet to have a uh they have yet to beat a team with a winning record since us.
0: Yeah. Uh and I mean, and that game could have won our way easily. So I I want the pack, I want the Packers to win this game. Uh for obvious reasons. I want the I want every AFC team that's not the Bills to lose, especially when they're playing NFC teams. And really, the fun part about this is a Dolphins loss, they're not like it takes them out of the equation. For the AFC East, in my opinion. And, and, they're now fighting for their playoff lives.
1: Well, it doesn't, it, if they lose, we automatically clinch. Um,
0: I believe we do clinch the vision. The
1: AFC, so, yeah, you are quite correct on that assessment.
0: Yeah. Uh, so a Bills win or a Dolphins loss, I believe, does that for us.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but, I mean, if the Dolphins lose this week, they're fighting for their playoff lives because they've already got the Chargers and the Ravens ahead of them. And they would have the Patriots, Jets, Raiders, Browns, Steelers, and Jags gunning for their throat. So uh, now all of a sudden, you know, the rest of your season matters a whole lot. And I mean, you got a Patriots game next week who always find a way to play you tight and that's in New England. So that's that whole Tua can't play in the cold question mark coming up. And then they wrap up the season the following week with the Jets,
1: that being said, Miami is notorious for always beating New England in New England.
0: Correct. Uh, again, I'm I'm very intrigued by this. Uh, I, I would love to see a Packers W. I don't know if they have it, but I mean, who knows? They've been running the football pretty well. Rodgers could still do Rodgers thing. Uh, I feel like that defense has played better lately. Uh, I mean, you can't really count their game against the Rams because the Rams are atrocious, but. Uh, scrolling back here that must have been their bye week uh, i mean they they held the bears the 19 points because aaron Rodgers just owns the bears he's actually got stock in the franchise i mean and they put up 33 points against the eagles so i this is not a cakewalk for this for this miami team um you know it's going to be if they can get the ball in their playmakers hands they'll be fine but who knows but uh, look, I don't, I'm not saying the Packers are going to win, but I want them to. So go pack Brown. Uh, sorry. Broncos and Rams in the, who gives a shit bowl? Number two of the weekend. Uh, I don't care who wins this game. This game means nothing to anybody. I just need Jerry Judy to score a lot of points and I don't really care otherwise.
1: Yeah. I don't have any opinion on this game.
0: Uh, Bucks Cardinals in Arizona on Sunday night. Um, The Cardinals, the no, Cardinals, the Cardinals, are, the Cardinals suck.
1: Cardinals
0: are so bad. Uh, they're on the quarterback. Like
1: if, if, the, if Brady loses, the world wins.
0: I agree, but the the Bucks the Bucks defense is going to win this game
1: for them. Yeah, so oh, yeah the, Cardinals, not, not the
0: Cardinals cannot do enough. the The Bucks defense wins this game for them, and then the Chargers take on the Colts on Monday night. Big Dick Nick, Big Dick Nick Foles taking the reins of the Colts. Love
1: that. Yeah, he's got the remainder of the season too.
0: Yeah, clippity cloppity.
1: What what happened to Sam Ellinger? They're just not,
0: not not a fan anymore. He's not him. He proved it. He got a shot. No good. So uh the Chargers win this game. I and I think the Chargers win this game big. Uh I think the I think the Colts losing that game last week. I that that was the the cannonball that put the the you know the hole in the ship that sinks it. I think the the ship is on its way down. And yikes uh sorry Colts fans shout out to our friend Matt on the uh two point
1: high potentials too for this year and yeah, i had a lot of hope they, they just uh announced too that um johnson taylor's done for, for the
0: season as well. even even more reason that this game is going to be over before it begins go chargers go justin herbert and um you know i really i don't want another good quarterback making a push toward the playoffs but here we are. I mean, good quarterbacks are going to make pushes yeah. to the playoffs, and it, it's going to happen. Who cares? So uh, they're going to win it, and that's all there is to it. Uh, anything else for the good of or, the order, my,
1: my man? I do not have anything good at, at the moment for the order.
0: And there it is, the tenuous grasp of the English language
1: <laughs> for our good friend to
0: bold claim, Ben. Uh, so that'll wrap here it up here are. for us at Hats, Tats, and Stats, Hats, Tats, and Stats, part of the, of the BICBP radio network. Check us out online, BICBP-radio.com. Find us on Facebook, half stats and stats podcast, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at HTS underscore pod, like follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends. We drop our weekly power rankings, the totally indisputable team ranking system, AKA the tits every Wednesday and or Thursday. Uh, Those two have kind of been stepping on each other every week. We've been doing a Pokemon series where we pick if the, if NFL quarterbacks were Pokemon for each division, uh, probably dropping the next round of that on Friday. Um, Yeah, so Hats, Stats and Stats, a championship caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York. And our sponsor. check out our sponsor, Mafia Pack. Uh, Head to their website, MafiaPack.com. Check out the cool stuff they have there. And that being said, on behalf of myself, Bold Claim Ben, Big Diesel, T-Wave, and Austin, the Stat Man. Sorry, Stat Dad now. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, guys. And as always, go Bills.
1: Go Bills.